2 Peter 1, 1 through 11. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jennifer, welcome to Second Feeder. <laughs> Thank you. I'm um, happy to be here. Yes, likewise, likewise. You know, not much going on in this first reading. <laughs> no, right. Pretty shallow. Exactly. Pretty we'll, boring. We'll be done in a few minutes. Yeah, not not much theological depth here. Right. <laughs> so, but we'll make what we can. We'll try. Yeah. We'll do our best. <laughs> no, I, I love, you know, I, I've read it a few times, like kind of getting ready for this, and uh this whole like chain of supplement your faith with virtue, your virtue with knowledge, yeah. knowledge is all control. I'm like, man, that could be like a 10 week sermon series. Like, and so, um, we're, we're going to, I'm sure pressing that some, but I, there's definitely depths there that won't be right. fathomed in, no. in the next 10 minutes. No. Um, but okay. I thought a little, uh, a little context on where we are in the Bible Love that. and in the history of the world. It's always important helpful. actually when you're reading a book to get context. It's very important. Yeah, it's very important. So let's do it. All right. So second Peter, believe it or not, it's the second letter <laughs> from Peter that's in the Bible. The right. first one is called first Peter. Excellent. It's right before second Peter. Mm-hmm. And so, um, basically, you know, Peter, obviously one of the sort of key, apostles close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, basically one of the m- most fundamental figures of the early church, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jesus says that uh, on this rock, I'll build my church and, and Peter's made this central figure. Um, and then there's the acts, uh, sermon at Pentecost right. where Peter gets up and, uh, 3000 people are yeah. added to the church, church in one um, day. on day one. Yeah. So, you know, very influential figure. And this is written right towards the end. It's four years after first Peter. So once similar to the first and second Thessalonians, not very far apart. Um, so it's four years afterwards and it's during the reign of Nero. Mm. So if you don't know much about Nero, bad dude, really bad, bad dude. Um, a lot of persecution. Yeah. Horrible ruler. 
um, who was eventually kind of usurped. And before officially being usurped, he killed himself. Mm. Um, and so that was the end of the story of Nero. Uh, but that has not happened yet uh, mm-hmm. in Second Peter. And Nero, you know, he's he's kind of famous for uh, when he would have these big parties and whatnot. Uh, he would tie Christians to stakes and burn them as torches, as yeah. torches and streetlights. Yeah. Street lights. yeah. So, not what we would call a good dude. Um, and so the church, and I think that this is really powerful as we're going to read this book mm-hmm. till I read it through this lens. Peter is writing to a church that is in crisis mode. Yeah. And that is deeply afflicted. He's he's writing this letter not to one like geopolitical place like Corinthians or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's kind of towards the ends of being dispersed to believers in all these different pockets of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So it's in the Roman Empire, but not one city or something like that. Yeah. Um. So it's not as like culturally bound as Corinthians or Romans yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, um. So first Peter is a lot more about like external persecution aimed inward at the church. Mm-hmm. And so, which also makes sense also during the reign of Nero. And so first Peter is going to be a little more about that. What second Peter is really getting into is the internal health of a church specifically as it pertains to false teachers and false uh-huh. prophets. Um, because what is really hard and sad for this early church and what's really threatening to it is not only are like flaming darts being shot at the church from the outside, Mm -hmm. but there's wolves inside the church who are Mm -hmm. trying to mislead and devour. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, ultimately (laughs) destroy the church for their own purposes. Right. So first Peter external, second Peter internal. And it makes sense because he kind of goes straight to like the heart and high level theology of the identity of a believer right right here in chapter one. Um, And so, you know, talking about uh, what God has granted to us through his divine power. Mm -hmm. And then this really epic dense section of supplementing your faith uh, and sort of reinforcing it Mm -hmm. with these uh, different characteristics, starting with virtue Mm -hmm. um, and ending with love. So it's a, that's a lot. There's some well, meat on the bone today. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, Jennifer. Yeah. What? I'm sure you have at least one or two. What are your, what are your thoughts, thoughts on the, on First Peter one? Well, first, I do. I love that context and knowing the outside the church, inside the church, and then I also think it's particularly poignant that it's Peter writing this because of all the, you know. Um, people that we get to witness in the gospel, like coming to faith in Christ. We really, because he was such a vocal person, we really get to see kind of like Mm -hmm. the inner workings of his heart and, you know, just his struggles with pride and over um, promising, under delivering and betraying Christ, getting caught up in the circumcision party in Galatians and Paul calling him out. And it's just kind of been a, you can just see, we get just a little more insight into him. So I, I do think it's particularly poignant that he, of all people is, um, first of all, just what a transformation of a person Mm. in the heart, the pastoral nature of this, but also kind of telling us how to finish well, because Mm. um, for sure, you know, these people, like you said, are very extreme position and they're being attacked on multiple things, but it's like he has a very um, robust understanding of the human heart Mm. 
yes, and the nature of sin yes. and like what actually um, besets us mm-hmm. and understands how the enemy works. And of course, he foments fear with all of this outside stuff. But he also always goes to our identity, mm-hmm. always. Like that's how it starts, temptation, is to get you to question either like, you know, creature um, vis-a-vis <laughs> creator, like putting yourself as God mm-hmm. in the place of God, a rebellion type of thing, or idolatry of, you know, not believing that God is <clears throat> good. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe he's withholding something from you and you love, you'll get that something from something else, um, you know, meaning, purpose, love. Mm-hmm. So, but that's all rooted in identity, not understanding um, who you are in relation to God. So I love what you said. Like, he, this is all rooted in that. But he says, like, we can partake in this divine nature in the way, like, it's really nice that he actually is giving us this roadmap, so to speak, to, um, kind of remind reinforce who we already are in mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. But there are things that we can do to stay there, if you will. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that we're earning our salvation, but there is a very practical matter of understanding what it means to be a sinner um, saved by grace. Yeah. Absolutely. And what will help you persevere. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, the Bible holds so many ideas in tension mm-hmm. um, and in paradox, which to me uh, makes it by far the most compelling of all the sort of scriptures of the world's religions is um, it's these ideas that we can start to get our paws on, but never wrap our minds around. Right. Uh, like which, it must've come from an infinite yeah, mind. Like yeah. Like <laughs> human could have curated. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I do think, you know, there is a very, very, very clear biblical sense in which uh, salvation is like this black and white thing. But also, um, they're the images used uh, to sort of uh, teach salvation to us and, and teach the principle of it are are overwhelmingly often uh, agricultural. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think uh, verse nine, he says, whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that... Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. I went too far. Verse 8. If these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And so what Peter is saying is like, there's a sense in which you can know Jesus or know the things of God um, and be ineffective and i like this word unfruitful mm-hmm. um you know that's obviously an agricultural word it made yeah. my mind jump straight to when jesus encounters the fig tree that didn't bear fruit right uh, it's not a particularly warm encounter at yeah. all yeah um and you know i think in that instance jesus is more referencing the dead religion of uh the jews uh that he was among uh so but anyways, the yeah. principle still stands uh, of uh, this fruitless tree image throughout scripture uh, signifies a, a clear like failure to fully know and understand and draw near to God. Right. And uh, and so. And the knowledge of God is the like, I, you know, it's like J.I. Packer, the knowledge of God, the book. He he said, once you've become uh, um aware that the main business that you are here for is to know God. Most of life's problems fall into place on their own accord. Like 
this is the um like you know god through christ like this is the like kind of wonder of salvation mm-hmm. like and now his presence is with you yeah. again like he's in your life right you yeah. have been united with him but it is now your business to know him. And that is actually Jesus' prayer for you, that you would know God because this is eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. John 17, 3, yeah. um, that you would know God and know the one that um, that he has sent. So this knowledge of God is very important, and it's but it's also very sustaining. It's like it's available only through Christ and through repentance and faith, but it's also like the main like goal of the Christian yeah like once you've been to united and i think some of it i think of it is like once you've tasted that like you want more and so then you think like how do i like where do i go with this absolutely and you know like isn't this just a picture of jesus the virtue knowledge (laughs) self-control yes steadfastness godliness brotherly affection and love yeah. And you know, what's interesting is there seems to be, we tend to think of lists as like most important to least important. <laughs> um, but, you know, the grace commandment is love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Uh-huh. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. And it the last one is love and then brotherly affection. Yeah. And so, you know, this is again, like, I kind of want to keep spending time with this, pa- this like list <laughs> no, and just like right. read it forwards and backwards, backwards and like inside out yeah. and outside in. I mean, that's a really good point. This list actually does, they build, a, there is an order, it's in order, this order for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can see it really well in the first two, uh, like you think about the world and what the world says about knowledge, that knowledge leads to, you know, everything good uh we just need more knowledge and then you educate people if they just knew then they would do the right thing like all this kind of stuff but the bible is always warning against that because of the again the condition of the human heart if we receive knowledge um because of our pride we can easily be led astray um and so he's saying virtue first Mm -hmm. which is the thing worthy a praiseworthy life honorable Mm -hmm. this right thing Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this this willingness, this, um, you know, what's actually, I don't know how to say it, like motivated by faith. It's like mm. trust in this Jesus, like mm-hmm. you said, pointed out. Like, so yeah, I want my life to be reflected in that. And then knowledge comes after that. Um, Absolutely. You, you don't want to get it like the other way around. Absolutely. But like when you walk by faith and kind of make these, um, you know, choices in your life by your will to like do the right thing, it is amazing how later it you'll be confronted with something in the word you do get this understanding more of who yeah. god is and who you are yeah. by doing it in that order as mm-hmm. opposed to like trying to figure things out and then figuring out what to do but again Absolutely. we could we could talk all day about this but it does add it's like do knowledge like virtue first then comes knowledge then self control which you can see that's like restraining this sinful mm-hmm. desire that he yeah uh you know talks about Mm-hmm. And then you're going to add on the steadfastness, godliness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, we could talk about this all day. You're like, what are we, we going to do? We here? could. I know. <laughs> um, we can do like an Instagram live later. Okay. 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 I know. Stuff. I know. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess kind of my, well, okay. Two, two closing thoughts okay. from me. Then you are welcome to add uh, or subtract from mine. <laughs> um, but Peter, like I said, the we're really going to get into like church health and false teachers and Mm -hmm. all that. 
So I do think in the context of the book, um, this idea of like, if this, there's a body of believers who are filled with faith in the power of God mm-hmm. and are supplementing that faith with virtue mm-hmm. and growing in knowledge, self-control, like this whole thing. Yeah. This kind of is also not like it is a portrait of Jesus and therefore it is also a blueprint of a healthy church, which yes. is awesome. Yeah. And then, um, so I, I think that that kind of is how this is going to, we're going to see this start to fit into where Peter's headed. Um, but, you know, he, he says here, um, therefore, verse 10, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. And what's interesting is the Greek word uh, for confirm, confirm your calling and practice, practice these qualities. It's the same Greek word for confirm and practice. Mm. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but you okay. can look it up. Okay. It starts with a P, I think. Okay. Um, And so... But like that idea of it's like this type of confirmation that is like it's like practicing. Yeah. You're you're practicing your calling. Mm-hmm. And also you're you're confirming the these principles, these qualities by practicing them. Practicing the things, yeah. And you know, it's like I, I think like every day when I show up to this church mm-hmm. and I spend time working on our daily rhythm or working on songs for the church, new songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the church has called me to do that for this body right now. Mm-hmm. And so when I do it, I'm confirming the calling that the church has placed on me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just find that as like this beautiful and simple like vision of the Christian life is like God right. has called us to these things. And when we do these things, we're saying yes and amen and like practicing exactly. it. And I think that that, is just be not. who you are. <laughs> yeah. Be who you, who God has made you to be, Amen. which is, Amen. Um, you know, that you know God now through Christ. So here's the way to confirm that in your life. Like you said, to confirm that calling. And also what a beautiful, just um, affirmation of, and way of acting or living your life in gratitude for your under deep understanding of what, mm-hmm. Um, Jesus has done for you and what you now, what is now true of you, that these mm-hmm. things can even be true of you. So yes. Amen. Yes. And amen. Yeah. All right. Well, today was, it, it was kind of a long episode and yet <laughs> I, I feel like we like just got started. So <laughs> the rest of the studying is up to you, my friends, <laughs> go, uh, go figure out what it means. Mm-hmm. But for the great, the people's favorite, <laughs> the leader of women's gospel fellowship, <laughs> The mother of three, three, three. I was about three. To say four. I, don't I know, know. I was say no, four. that's okay. Well, three, four. Well, if we four count on my exactly. Yeah. There we go. I, my I, new son-in-law. Yeah. Yes, four. Mother of four great kids. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, the great Jennifer McClish. This is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. 
We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.